0: This is marking out pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all.
1: Marking out pro wrestling talk for pro Wrestler fans. We marking out y'all. Writing like this. Pro wrestling talk pro Wrestler fans. We marking out y'all.
0: Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by
1: pro wrestling fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk. by pro wrestling fans, this is episode 579, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast forms. Several ways that you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash twitter.com slash out youtube and instagram.com slash out 11 We're on TikTok at Marking Out. Uh, you can buy our merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com dot com slash Out. Thank you, everybody who purchased a shirt during the merch madness sale. Uh, and if you want to email us for sponsorships, interviews, all that jazz, you can go to uh, mark. You can email us at Out one at gmail dot com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at chrisweendog. Uh Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at david dpt dpt, uh, will be here later on in will the not show. Will be here later on. Oh well, you're, <laughs> as he cuts me off so rudely, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. The liar who says I don't know if I'm no. going to go to Disney, but went to Disney like every single wasn't park lie, twice though. over. It wasn't a lie, Brandon. You could follow him on his social media influencing accounts at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome as always, and it was not a lie.
1: I don't know if I'm gonna. Have, it's gonna be in, in, in the time. No, but did. that's. I didn't
0: say I didn't have the time.
1: So, how was your first trip to Disney? Since uh, you know. Last year, or three months ago.
0: I, it was fine. The reason why I went to Florida was because my sister-in-law was going to another state for a friend's, like, wedding, um, wedding dress shopping. Okay. So my brother asked my mom and me to come down to Florida to help out with my niece. Okay. So I wasn't sure if I was going to get to Disney World, because I don't drive. I don't Uber.
1: Why don't you Uber? You now have a you now have twenty first century technology. You can do those things. It's
0: very yes, I'm able to Uber now, but I I don't I ha, I mean I've Ubered. In you can't the past, call a carrier so pigeon.
1: I, I need I need.
0: I have not Ubered personally, but I did go to the parks. I went to Hollywood Studios for the first time to ride Rise of the Resistance.
1: And I heard it's amazing.
0: I think it's a really cool ride. The technology is absolutely insane, but I don't think I'd want to wait. An hour and a half again. Okay. Isn't, there, isn't like, there like
1: isn't there like a virtual queue or something like that? You no, put your name they, on at no 7
0: they did the, that's um, they did away with that
1: already. Really? Okay. What about like uh, Lightning Lanes or Genie and stuff? That okay. you have to pay for.
0: Those sell out super super
1: super. Quickly.
0: Yeah. But it's like that the line that I waited in for for Rise of the Resistance is not anywhere close to being in insane wait time. Okay. But I don't think I'd want to wait in that line again. But I ended well, up going yeah. to Magic Kingdom again for a pretty good Did you go on day.
1: Mickey's Runaway Runaway Railroad?
0: Eventually I did.
1: Okay, and what would you think?
0: I I've been on that before. I think that's one of the best rides. I think that's awesome. Okay, cool. But I did Magic Kingdom, which was super crowded, and I was seeing parts of the lines that I've never seen before. <laughs> like really? for Pirates of the Caribbean, I was almost backstage. I've literally never seen that before. Okay. So not having Fast Pass Plus I think really sucks. And it took about like an hour and a half for pirates. Jesus. Which made the ride feel shorter than it is, and it's like already an almost ten minute ride. Really? I believe so. It's something like that. Okay. But I did the the country bears jamboree because what else is there to do? Okay, true. All the Presidents, I had to see the new animatronic of Joe Biden. And was it true to form? Uh, no, those animatronics suck. All of them do. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it was a big deal when Trump was added and they, they were like, this looks nothing like him. Oh, my God, look what they did to Trump. But it's like if you go back in time and look at Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and the Bushes, they don't look like them. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing cuz like Disney's like really good at making animatronics and then for some reason these faces are just off. But I did right. the carousel of progress, that's my favorite attraction there. And those were easy to get on because they're just attractions.
1: Yeah, people aren't go aren't going for the carousel of progress.
0: Right. And later on I did Little Mermaid and that again I was seeing parts of the line that I've never been to before. Wow. And I couldn't get any sit-down food options anywhere because everything was booked.
1: Yeah, you have to like – especially people that are going now because I know we're, we're going in April. I can't play this around my kids because it's a surprise. And my wife had to do dinner reservations like last month. What is the
0: date, by the way?
1: Uh, we are leaving the 14th. We're going to, oh. We're staying at the TWA Hotel on the 14th, and we come back the 23rd at night.
0: I um... – I saw Don McLean is going to be there on um, the 10th in April.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right before my trip.
0: Yeah. But I, I did go to Epcot specifically to ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure where it's Ep- like – Is it awesome? Um, Rachel, Rachel
1: did it when she went in uh, January. So she said it was great.
0: I thought it was a decent ride. It's a bit dizzying at okay, I Okay.
1: Yeah. That, like, that no track um, rides I could see could be very dizzyating. dizzyating. And it's that's also 3D. Yeah, okay. I've seen that. It's like the the, the Spider Man ride, Universal.
0: I've never, I've never been on that. I've never okay. seen that. So interesting. But it's this was again. It's a really, it's a fun ride. So yeah. I would again the line though. I appreciate this queue more than the other queues because it was like, it felt like it was constantly moving. But once you were inside the building, it's like, oh, I guess I'm almost at the ride, and it's like, nope, more Q. <laughs> yeah. So that that kind of sucked. But from there, I went to the Regal Eagle for a okay. cup of ice water, I... and I okay. ended up sitting there for quite some time, just like, just just sit inside the air conditioning. It was hot. Yeah, very yeah. hot. Interesting. It's, it's funnily enough, when I went to Magic Kingdom, it poured as soon as i got off little mermaid poured and people were like it was like empty
1: man yeah because everyone tried to hide for shelter
0: i'm it's water to me i didn't care I know. it was hot out i was walking through the rain i thought it was the funniest thing but when i was sitting at the regal eagle that smell of barbecue starts to get to you
1: i know it's great i love it
0: convinced me to get a brisket sandwich there i thought it was pretty good
1: that was one of the places that we were going to go, but I think we're, gonna, we're going to we're going the Polite Pig, I think, twice. Okay. That place
0: rules. You, wait, but you don't need reservations for that, do you? No. It's, right. No.
1: So I, I thought that was I go pretty ahead. good.
0: I, I tried to go on Frozen Ever After then, but it closed just as I got there. Okay. And then I figured, I was like, I'll go on the Grand Fiesta Tour because I'm literally right there. It's the next pavilion over. Literally get online. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, ride is broken down. You can wait to see if uh, – if it gets back up but i wasn't waiting for that <laughs> so i went to journey to imagination and spaceship earth instead
1: figments the freaking best yeah
0: and then i i went to club cool to try all the new flavors and i thought they all sucked okay and there's one that literally does i i heard rumblings that one of them tastes like barbecue okay and i'm like there's no way
1: like, things, like, they're trying to make, like, ice creams and stuff no, it's, like that No, uh, it's now. not
0: because it's, like, they don't, I they did not go out of their no, way to you, try to make this. Didn't
1: like, like they try to make, like, no, I'm just saying, like, a general statement. They try to make, like, ice creams now that, like, aren't supposed to be ice cream flavors. Like, let's make a pickle flavor ice cream and let's do this. No, just keep ice cream the way it's supposed to taste, delicious and sweet.
0: Like, I don't know what the specific flavor of it was, but it had, like, that smoky scent to okay. it. There was a uh, cucumber Sprite that I think was, like, the the best one that I tried. Well, cucumber and any sort of, like, seltzers or water. But it was I,
1: refreshing and delicious.
0: I, it's I don't know. If you go to Epcot, try to go to Club Cool and try it because it didn't sit right with me. It was, like...
1: A lot of things don't sit right with you. It was,
0: like, fine, but not the greatest. So, previously... Okay. Previous uh, incarnations of Club Cool had uh, one flavor that I liked that was like a melon flavor. This now it's a melon flavor that I didn't like. All right. But whatever. Went to Magic Kingdom again to uh, feast. Twice. Yeah. I went to because when I couldn't get a reservation at uh, Magic Kingdom when I went the first day for any food, I was looking and looking and looking over and over again for Liberty Tree Tavern. And I made a, a, a lunch reservation there for myself. Most of these parks. The only time I went with other people was Hollywood Studios that first day.
1: So that so you didn't go with anybody else, but you don't
0: drive. Yeah, I was getting dropped off.
1: Ah, mom dropped you off with your
0: bag lunch. My Have a good day, did.
1: Disney. Thanks, mom. <laughs>
0: yeah, but Liberty Tree Tavern. I got so full from eating there. It was so filling, and uh, I highly recommend Liberty Tree Tavern. It's one of my favorite restaurants at Disney World. But I went on the Haunted Mansion. And I was not prepared for that weight. It was I was so full. It was so hot out. But I did uh, Mickey's Fill Our Magic because they added cocoa Great show. to it, Great show. and uh, I liked that that portion of it. Outside of that, I just walked around the park, and I was just super stuffed after my meal. Perfect. You walked off all the calories. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I walked all them off, but I certainly walked a lot there. And I certainly walked uh, a lot more the next day at Animal Kingdom. The worst park. Immediately. Yeah, it's like, what is it, like three times the size of Magic Kingdom or something like that?
1: It's terrible. It's really, I'm not a fan of it. The last time we were there, I, I, I swore they pumped in, like, humidity.
0: <laughs> because, funny. like,
1: we were there, and it's like, oh, we're sweating. Oh, my God. And then we get to Magic Kingdom later in the day. It's like, oh, it's fantastic here. It, it wasn't terrible at to Animal Kingdom. To give you, like, Kingdom. this jungle-like vibe to it. I mean, Tusker House is awesome, but other than that, the whole thing sucks. I I like
0: Animal Kingdom given that you could see all the animals everywhere Yes. which I immediately went to Kilimanjaro Safaris because that's the one thing that I want to do at Animal Kingdom so I made sure to get on that line and it wasn't terrible it wasn't a uh, terrible wait there and then I planned to eat at a quick service place and I didn't realize they closed early so I ended yeah. up going, I also did the Rafiki's Planet Watch there too Cool. Didn't touch the animals because I always think that's disgusting. But uh, I you're ended up—you're
1: like, up... you're like uh, Nikki Bell. You can look, but you can't touch.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. But I ended up going to Tusker House by myself, also, to get a last-minute reservation. All right. And that's all you can eat. So.
1: You were so full after that that you yeah. just walked around the park and then.
0: Uh... But I like I I like Tusker House better when it was a buffet.
1: Well, you know. Unfortunately we live in different times and that could be that could change, be changing soon, hopefully. But yeah, we'll see.
0: But I, I capped that night off with Navi River Journey.
1: Okay. that I, I like that. A fun. lot of
0: people hate it. Uh I think it has the best animatronic okay. in Disney World. And then I did Hollywood Studios again, did the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Muppets three okay.
1: D. Best ever.
0: Tower of Terror had I to used, go on Tower I Terror. I used to
1: be, like, so deathly afraid when Sweetums would come out because I thought he'd, like, run That's and funny. grab me. I wish I could do, like, how are they not doing meet and greets with Sweetums? I don't know. It makes no sense. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's, it's a very small part of the, you know, right next to it, I think, like, is there's a frozen Olaf meet and greet, that they're finally doing meet and greets again. Um, I I wasn't sure.
0: I I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, so that... This week, excuse me.
0: But speaking of Olaf, I went back to Epcot, did the Grand Fiesta Tour, went on Frozen Ever After, caught two Rick Springfield concerts. Wow. And then did Remy's Ratatouille Adventure again. Wow, look at you. And then my last full day in Florida, I went to Disney Springs to get my pass holder magnet, which was like a whole mess. They like changed everything. It's like one way when you get into the garage?
1: Well, obviously, because it's it's a flow of traffic thing. Would you rather have traffic coming at you?
0: No, 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 not traffic-wise. Once you're like walking distance I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, we're we're still unfortunately living in a pandemic, so would you rather have people talking at your face while you're walking by or would you have the same people going the same way?
0: But you no, know, but once you're in Disney Springs like when you're in the actual Disney Springs area, that's it's normal.
1: Yeah. When you go, when you first,
0: when you park and get out to go enter Disney Springs, you got to like walk all the way around these barricades just to go into, it's like a security line, but I don't, it, it wasn't packed when I went. So maybe it's like, if it was more crowded, people would be waiting on the long line to get in or something. But it was just bizarre to me that they did that, but it was very hot that day that I went to Disney Springs. So all I really needed to do was get my magnet and we went. Back to my brother's house. Fantastic. And then I finally came home to one of my cable boxes being out. So I had to deal with Optimum. So that's. Oh, sucked. no. Yeah, dude. They tried to. Yeah, life to... is so hard. Bro, no. I, they tried to tell me in order to get my box fixed. They're like, we'll send you out a new one, but you have to return the old one. And you have there's only two places you can return the box. And they're both in Brooklyn. I was like, I'm 100% not going to Brooklyn to return one of your boxes i was like send somebody out and they're like we can't we'll have to charge you for it i was like it's your equipment so i called back and uh they were like yeah we could set up an appointment technician came fixed everything took the box with him because they ended up sending it again even after confirming that they canceled the 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 box being sent but that was a hole in the head but it was a fun week Good. I'm glad you had such a fun week. How was your week? I have to uh, compliment you and the boys. Oh for,
1: my god! For uh, Holy holding geez. down the fort. Compliment. Wow, Brandon putting somebody over besides himself—that's outstanding. But I put so many people
0: over. Would you ever hear Brandon shoutouts? Uh,
1: no. I when I edit the show, I don't listen to them. I just put it in, and just go because. Wow. Last week, this show on Netflix. Da, 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 da. But yeah, um, <laughs> FFC. The Filthy F for Casuals, Ryan and Damian, fantastic week last week. I got a lot of uh, good feedback from people saying they really enjoyed it. We had a, a great conversation, and it's like you know, you as much as you don't want to admit it, you're a WWE guy through and through. You know, Damian's a New Japan guy. Ryan is uh, an ex WWE guy going on to everything else now. So it was it was good to have those guys with me. You know, we had we all had some beverages, we had a good time, um, and we talked. And it was fun, so thank you for them. I would love to have them on again, maybe to get you on because I feel like that would be a, an interesting conversation with you and the two of them going on there to <laughs> have like four people going on. So maybe we'll uh, we'll schedule something. Um, but my week has been busy as all heck. Um, I had to be a new Rochelle for two basketball games last Friday. Um, I had five basketball games on Sunday. We had this big, you know, it's it's lacrosse season coming up here on Long Island, and uh, if you weren't. If you were born on Long Island, you were probably born with a lacrosse stick in your hand, so we had a big uh, lacrosse preview show. Did you play? I played in seventh grade for one season because my older sister was dating, like, the captain of the lacrosse team. He's was like, Chris, you got to play Lax, brah. you got to play Lax, Bra <laughs> And he, like, gave me his, like, old stick that was wrapped up in, like, gaffer's tape, and I used that. And then they broke up middle of the season, and I had to give, like, the helmet and the equipment and the lacrosse stick back, so... That's funny. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a fun sport. It's fast. It's physical. Uh, so we had this big show, like a preview show with, like, we brought coaches in and players and stuff like that. It went off really well. But I've been, like, working on, like, video components and graphics and stuff like that for the past two weeks of my life, and it just it finally culminated. Um, and then I had two basketball games to broadcast last night. And then tonight, which is yesterday, if you're listening to this, uh, I have our the Class AA uh, City Championship for the Catholic League. And some of these kids are like... Rick Pitino, he used to coach the Knicks. He toast Louisville. He was, like, sitting at the game Sunday watching some of these kids because he was scouting them. Mm. Like, this – one of the kids that we're filming tonight, he's the one of the top 25 high school basketball players in the United States. And he's getting trying to get recruited by Kentucky, which is a big basketball school. So it's really cool to kind of see these kids, like, at their – I don't want to say infant stages because they're all really good. Um, so that's tonight. That's our – and then – uh I plan on being incoherent this weekend because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because no, because I, we have like a week off and then like the 22nd starts the cross season and I'm going to be working six days a week for three months of my life. And, you know, it's my wife's birthday today. Happy birthday, Rachel. So tomorrow we're going to have some friends over. It's going to be game night uh, for the first time in two years, which we're looking forward to. So, um, big and, cake. Uh, we had, well, my daughter now is on a. a uh, the thing about getting these small individual cakes when I go to Stu Leonard's. So we had a piece of cake last night, and then Sunday night we're having dinner with her parents, and we're just gonna we're gonna have cake there, probably carvel. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's that, and I've watched a whole mess of wrestling this week. Um, uh, but we got to talk to the the biggest thing. Dolph Ziggler is now the NXT champion. Show's over, folks. <laughs> Best of luck to your future endeavors. Talk to you later. Just kidding. Who cares? Uh, Let's talk about maybe one of the best uh, wrestling events, professional wrestling events of the year. And it was AEW Revolution. Uh, Brandon didn't go to this because even though it was in Orlando.
0: It was beyond sold out. So there's no way. Which is amazing. I shouldn't say beyond sold out because they had those platinum seats that. I hate Ticketmaster like that. To me, is, should be illegal.
1: Well, Ticketmaster just sucks.
0: Yeah, to begin with. We know, but those, those platinum things. seats, I think, should be illegal. They've they've done it for years now. It makes no
1: sense. But uh, at yeah, the additional addition, Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida, I spoke about it last week. They started off hot with the uh, dynamite. We're not going to really talk about Rampage because I can kind of blend those things into um, Revolution. But you had to buy it. Their pre-show, three awesome matches with legit Layla Hirsch picking up the victory over Chris Statlander uh, with some skeevy tactics using uh, an exposed uh, turnbuckle from underneath the ring to really uh, work in Chris Statlander's arm. I thought this was a great women's match to start off uh, all the wrestling for the evening. Your thoughts?
0: I like that they actually use turnbuckles.
1: It was just, yeah, it was it was a shoot turnbuckle. It's like, like we, I, I thought I, I
0: was playing out of no mercy. Like, we might have seen something like that in WWE, but I can't recall ever seeing somebody use a turnbuckle like that. So I think that's funny.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you have Hook picking up the victory a QT Marshall by submission. Um, you saw a lot more out of Hook, I think, in this match. they would, You know, they went to the outside. Um, you know, he hit uh, outstanding tags out on the outside. Uh, so you know it was it was a hook, it was a hook match you could say but you got a little bit more longevity to it.
0: I think somebody posted a side by side gif of uh, Shane Douglas and Taz doing the same spot that ended that match.
1: Ah uh, really? I, okay. I, so. I like that. Very cool. Very cool. And then your third match was Trio's action as the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King and the debuting Buddy Matthews picked up the victory over PAC, Penta Obscura and Eric Redbeard making his second AEW appearance. Uh, this coming off of Rampage, where he debuted to help out Pocket Penta Obscuro. Well, this second of the week. Second of the week. What?
0: Well, he appeared first for that Brody Lee show.
1: Yes, yeah. For his second appearance in AEW. Well, this is now technically third. So, um,
0: crazy. Yeah. By the way, that he literally went from dynamite to the New big York. Event. Yeah. Back to Orlando. The next day. That That's an insane flight schedule. That has to suck because Dynamite was in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. We started off at. uh, I, And I, I want to talk to you. And so you spoke about Jacksonville. We spoke about Dynamite from last week. I want to get. Before we get. Uh, let's just talk about this match and then I'll talk about it. Um, what did you think about this match? I thought it was well, great. I, mean, I, um, just, I
0: didn't see this. I didn't see any of the paper. Well, I saw one match of the pay per view. But.
1: but I like now that the House of Black, they all have the head gimmicks coming out. It shows uniformity. I, talk, I talked about this. I talked about trios. This is a perfect team. If you're going to make a trios, a trios tag title, boom. Slap it on these guys. I liked the Brody King and Eric Redbeard matchup where they're just lariating each other and neither of them are falling down. Redbeard goes to the outside and then you have Brody jump out to give him a uh, tope to the outside. Uh, so I was, was hoping cool.
0: to see Buddy Murphy and the House of Black or Buddy Matthews and the House of Black on Dynamite this week, but
1: there was no follow up from that. Well, there's there will, there will be more. There's a lot going on. When it comes to AEW, and one big thing that I, we spoke about last week, it was cool because we got to record it. Um, we got to record it just as it happened. Was Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor? What are your thoughts on this, Brandon?
0: Um, I have to see what's going on with Ring of Honor first.
1: Okay, well, they have their Supercard of Honor, which was announced before the sale. They have their Hall of Fame going on before this, uh which they announced before the sale. And, um, I mean, step one is acquiring everything,
0: right? Also, they said that uh, they were doing the press junket, I think, and, and Tony Khan said he's going to be booking it himself. Yeah, perfect. Great. I mean, how much can he book?
1: I mean – Maybe they'll, but but you forget the minds that they have behind the scenes at AEW. They have the Dean Malinkos, they have the Jerry Lynns. Now they have the William Regals. I know I'm jumping ahead here, but you have so many minds that could take over those positions in AEW if Tony Khan is, you know, doing Ring of Honor stuff. Yeah. Also, two older guys like you could bring Brian Danielson to come and produce matches and storylines, and you see a Punk who's who's crying over the fact that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor.
0: I see that's the thing like like AEW doesn't have a like any sort of deal with um, a streaming service right now
1: but again and I, I knew and that's the first thing you said I uh, you put on our AEW hating Twitter account it's not that's not even an aid I, I hope it goes on it HBO on H- Max be, the first thing you're like yeah okay wait, but it's gotta be on a, it's gotta I to be need on a- it
0: yeah it, it only but- first of all it only makes sense for it to be on HBO Max given the the it's in the family Yes, it's literally in the family. However, now there's rumors that because Peacock has um, a contract with WWE Network only up until a certain year, maybe that's why HBO Max isn't doing anything with AEW because they want to put in a bid for WWE. I don't know about that. I, I would love nothing more than for HBO Max because I have
1: HBO Max. It's. Free I think to HBO me. Max is my one of my. I said it last week. My second favorite streaming service.
0: It it can be goofy at times with the controls, but it's free to me, so it would it'd be very helpful if the pay-per-views and everything and old Ring of Honor events and everything went on to HBO Max. Yeah. I would just don't know if that's happening. So right now with Tony Khan owning the library to Ring of Honor, that means nothing. But There's you nothing have to, there they, right they,
1: now. They, it's, it's, it's like the underpants zone. Step one, get underpants. Step one, get Ring of Honor. Step two... Step 3, profit off of it. Well, that's so what, what I'm didn't... saying.
0: Like, well, um, we it's, have to it's, wait. It's
1: awesome. it's awesome that somebody that is passionate about professional wrestling and wants to do more with Ring of Honor has this. So, Brandon could care too less about No, Ring I'm saying
0: if if we, I have to wait. There's like, there's literally nothing for me to do right now except for wait.
1: Yeah, but are you excited about this? That Ring I, of Honor I can't on... be
0: excited about something because uh, up until Tony Khan purchased this it was on the the Ring of Honor network or whatever it's called yeah
1: but it was a, it, it it's been a dead it's been a dead fed for years right so right now it's still a dead fed until the rebirth but the fact that somebody has purchased it somebody that is passionate about professional wrestling it's something to get excited for until the next step happens Let's talk about revolution. You yeah, open it hot. Eddie Kingston picking up the victory over Chris Jericho via submission by the, the stretch plum. I've never heard of the stretch plum. I've heard of the stretch muffler, but Eddie wins the big one here. Beats Chris Jericho. Afterwards, shakes his hands. Very surprising. Why we, I, Apparently, I was listening to Busted Open this week, and Tommy Dreamer said, he goes, he goes, I was in the locker room at Impact, and someone comes in and says, hey, Eddie Kingston just beat Jericho clean, and a bunch of wrestlers were like, no way. <laughs> so Jericho knows his worth. Jericho knows how to get big guys over. Eddie Kingston's over in all elite wrestling. And this is a very strong style, old school, you could say, strong styles type match. Next up, you had the tag team uh, three-way in which, surprising to, to me uh not to Damian, um, Jurassic Express picks up the victory of a red dragon in the Bucks.
0: I think that's also very surprising.
1: I think it's extremely surprising because you thought it was going to be... But now you can continue the feud with Red Dragon and the Unbox and make it not about tag titles. makes it about who's the better tag team. So I like it. Um, I like the Doomsday device in this match that Jurassic Express used, and I think they're going to start using that as their finisher. So very cool about that. Next up, you had Wardlow defeat Christian Cage, who qualified... On a rampage on uh, on Friday night, defeating Ethan Page. Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. He is now the face of the revolution. He's got the big brass ring. I thought this match was a lot of fun. Everybody got their moment to shine. You had the big guy squaring off. You have Orange Cassidy with that crazy ladder spot. That is a
0: spot. Dude, it's bothered me since I saw it. I've seen that before. Okay. so And I look, can't, for the life of me, figure out who I saw do it. <laughs> and it's killing me. I don't know if it's from WWE From the independent scene, I have no idea. But if anybody knows who did that spot before Orange Cassidy did it, please let us know.
1: Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs shine. As I said, the big guy shine with Wardlow pushing uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee off the stage. Um, You know, Christian is just, you know, he's uh, a ladder match legend. So it was the right choice to put him in that match. Um, And Ricky Starks taking a very scary powerbomb to end. I liked that ending spot. I mean, the power bomb looked brutal. I thought he was really hurt, but Wardlow doing the 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 jump up to the ladder, a, just shows he's a freak athlete. And then the power bomb off of it was sick. And you got a run running too, which was great.
0: Would you have rather have had a seventh person in this match?
1: No. But like a mystery, like we talked about last week, is it going to be a mystery guy? Is it going to be Cesaro? You know.
0: Well, because it was supposed to be Scorpio Sky. However, he traded that for a TNT title shot.
1: That worked out to his benefit. mm Hmm. Yep. So I'm I'm pumped about Warlow, but I, I don't see him winning the TNT championship because um, I mean he better not. <laughs> he's not. I don't think he's going to. And we'll talk about that when it comes to A D Well, Dynamite. Uh, Jade Cargill defeated Ty Conti for the TBS Championship. Um, A. I marked out for her ring gear being Jade. I marked out for the guitar player coming out and just r- shredding her entire solo, which was very cool. And I thought this match was cool. You know, I liked uh, uh, Ty Conti's, uh ode to her boyfriend, saying that she's crazy and doing uh, a big uh, flip. Uh, Jade getting on the top row for the frog splash is cool. And the ending spot where uh, Jade pushes her into the camera, she gets knocked out and hits the jaded. Awesome. Cool. I'm behind Jade Cargill. And Smart Mark uh, getting, uh, taking the bump on the outside, more importantly. Next up, you have CM Punk defeat MJF via pinfall in what was a bloody dog collar match um but let's let's talk let's talk about head games because i feel like this has been this feud has been a lot of head games here a lot of back and forth banter great promos you have mjf come out but he has cm punk's music come out so he comes to the ring and then you have cm punk come out it's not cult of personality the lights hit you hear the ominous music Comes out to Misery Cantera at the beginning by AFI, one of my favorite bands, and he comes out in old school Ring of Honor, Raven versus CM Punk in a freaking dog collar match attire. And I was jumping up and down <laughs> like a schoolgirl, like Brandon when Kelly oh Kelly came into God. the Royal Rumble, going nuts. Because you talk about head games. The Ring of Honor CM Punk is a lot different than the CM Punk now. You talk, you've spoken about it. You're like, yeah, he's, you know, you should see a Punk happy-go-lucky guy. And this is showing a different side to him. I had chills. I must have watched this intro eight times, and I had chills every single time. It was awesome. It was great. The match itself was. They did their odes to Roddy and uh, Valentine in the beginning by doing the, the pullback of the chains. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was brutal. CM Punk got busted open very early in the match. It was a bloodfest. but at the end of the day, like, I predicted MJF to win. Am I upset that CM Punk won? No, because the way that they did it at the end with Wardlow coming out and not giving MJF the ring and then him giving CM Punk the ring, it worked. It was a great match. There was a lot of psychology. Um, They used the... Even in the beginning, too, MJF tried to bolt out of the ring. CM Punk takes the dog chain, pulls him right back. Also, too, they're staring down in the ring. MJF takes it and just flicks it right in his face, so he can run out of the way. Awesome, great match, very well
0: done. It was it was weird to see CM Punk like that without blonde hair.
1: I know that too. That was, <laughs> that was one thing because like the blonde hair would kind of cover up his the neck area. It would kind of give that a kind of positioning that it made his neck look big. I liked he had the little ode to Larry on his his dog. On his thing with the skull and crossbones. Yeah. So, outstanding match. This, for me, this is it between MJF and CM Punk. Because I think MJF is now going to move on to a Wardlow feud now and CM Punk. He kind of signaled it at the end of the match. He put, you know, put his hands around his waist. He wants the belt. So maybe after, you know, maybe he's up next. He maybe. too
0: will challenge Scorpio Sky.
1: <laughs> yes, he too will challenge Scorpio Sky. Next up, you have Britt Baker defeat Thunder Rosa via pinfall because you had Jamie Hayter there. You had Rebel. As I said last week, there's going to be some sort of interference between the two of them that's going to keep Britt Baker as champion. But the biggest thing out of this match was we have a new AEW World Women's Championship. What do you say thoughts on it?
0: Uh, I like it. It's the, basically the exact same thing as the Mid-South North American Championship. No, not at all. What do you mean, not at all? The it, belt designer literally said it is. Oh, really? I didn't see that. But it doesn't. to me, it doesn't look like it. For what do you mean? The it's the same exact thing. Google it. Mid-South North American Championship. It's the same. Oh, the North
1: a, American Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the Women's World Championship. No, no,
0: no. The Mid-South North American Championship from way back in the day. It's literally the same design. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: looking. I see NXT, NW. And women. a lot of
0: people were like, oh, it, it reminds me of the... Uh, I forget what it's called from from Lucha Underground, and yes, it does. But uh, this is kind I can
1: kind of exact... see, see it. No, I mean I'm looking at a picture right now, dude. 100.
0: percent It's got the same the square plates, the 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 circles.
1: Okay, I mean I I, I kind of see it, but all right, but still awesome match. Uh, you know, it leaves room to breathe with this Britt Baker Thunder Rosa feud, and we'll talk about that when we get to Dynamite. Also,
0: this is the the title again, just to bring that back up. I still it's so crazy to go back and see the, the like the old women's championship and how small it is, yeah, and then they upgrade it, and they're like it's still kinda small. this no, one it's... I think is a nice size for it's a nice size title,
1: yes, okay, cool, uh next up you have John Moxley defeating Brian Danielson via pinfall. It was a kind of a cheap pinfall, you could say, but this match was brutal. Um, it was everything that it was billed as, and then after the match, after uh, you could say John Moxley kind of gets a cheap win. These guys are getting each other's faces, and William Regal debuts, kind of very unexpected. Very unexpected because there was rumors saying that he was going to Impact. So comes in, makes these guys shakes these other's hands, and uh, and that's that. And we'll follow up on that. We get to Dynamite. Do
0: you think he's going to uh, try to get Wardlow into the group so he could be like Wardlow?
1: No, absolutely not. Get I it. think he's games. gonna kind of. Yeah. I think he's gonna focus on them as a tag team first, <laughs> then bringing those other guys like the Lee Moriarty's, not Daniel Garcia, because we'll talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> um, so, as a young boy, you could say. Um, next up, a match that had everything and a bag of chips: Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting defeat Andrade El Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy, which was just a wild, wild match. When you got Sing jumping off a balcony through double-stack <laughs> tables at 60-something years old, you know, it. this match is just... And I think it was the right thing to do here because you had a couple very, like, wrestling, wrestling matches before this. So to bring the crowd back up, hey, let's just have a bunch of spots.
0: I know I was following along on Twitter, and after, uh, I think, Punk and MJF, people were like, this pay-per-view needs to end.
1: But I, I don't think... I mean... I think for a Sunday night, it should have started earlier. I can agree with that. If it was a Saturday night, no, let it go to let it go let it go to midnight. Sunday night pay per views, I think, don't need to go to twelve o'clock. That's that's my opinion. Started earlier. People like to go to bed. People have to wake up in the morning on Mondays. I know wrestling fans are psychopaths, but
0: like I know people were pissed off with the crowd during Moxley and Danielson because they were silent, according to Twitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were a little quiet, but again, it was more of a strong style type match. It wasn't a spot fest. Um, it was just back and forth brutality. So. And next up, your main event Hangman Adam Page is victorious over Adam Cole via pinfall. Uh, Adam Cole rocking some serious Halo gear. The I thought rig. that looks so goofy. I, th- I thought, you know, he's said that Halo is the game that, you know, kind of made him. Uh, a video game fan made him you know is his influence to go on Twitch and stuff like that so you know I, I saw a tweet someone's at, WWE's like yeah you have to get rid of your channel if it's so uh, if it's so important to you and then it showed a picture of Adam Cole from uh, from Vol- uh, from Revolution so, Chugs the Chugs yes um, awesome match I, I said this the day of the other day uh, you know what Adam Page is so great in the ring and he's kind of making me kind of believe more in him as a champion I know we've had those conversations. Oh, yeah. What do you think about Adam Page's title reigns? We spoke about it last week, too. But, like, he's so good in the ring, and he's a fighting champion. We'll speak about him being a fighting champion in in literally 30 seconds, probably. Um, But awesome match. you had the Red Dragon Young Bucks interference there, too. So it looks like this will continue on. But Revolution, wow. What a pay-per-view. Outstanding. AEW keeps delivering time and time again. And the one thing we saw at the end was Adam Page shaking Adam Cole's hand at the end of it. Are they seeding to Ring of Honor? They don't know. But these are two guys that started in Ring of Honor. I love the references they used in about Ring of Honor on this pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> at the end of the match, I guess, after the handshake and everything, people were waiting for something huge to happen. Yeah, I know. I mean, God bless this pay-per-view for not ending like last year's revolution.
1: I know. Well, that that was also too in front of no fans, so it's it's a d- different world we live in compared to last year's revolution. But let's go on to Fort Myers, Florida, and let's go to All Elite Wrestling. Dynamite started off the show with Chris Jericho addressing Eddie Kingston. He said, uh, "Jericho says he lost. Uh, he was one of the greatest matches of his career. He wants to thank Eddie. Eddie Kingston comes out, and he's you know he puts."
0: Did he not shake his hand at the pay-per-view, and that's I, why he was apologizing?
1: I, I forget, man. I thought he shook his hand.
0: Because that's what I think Jericho was like. I, I didn't
1: shake his hand, and I should have. All right, so I was wrong uh, f- 10 minutes ago, folks. Sorry. I'll, you know, I, I watched the pay-per-view twice, and I guess I just missed out on that.
0: Eddie Kingston, though, man. What a heartfelt promo here. I
1: know. I know. Really seriously. And
0: Jericho, I like that he was agreeing with everything.
1: Yeah. So, and then he
0: shook his hand.
1: He shook his hand, and then 2.0, Daniel Garcia hit the ring. They're swarmed by Jericho. Santana Ortiz come out. Ortiz gives Jericho the baseball bat. And then he attacks Ortiz. The big betrayal. And then uh, Jake Hager comes out. And Jake Hager's on Jericho's side. And then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come in and start attacking. And Jericho has... uh, The inner circle's dead. The inner circle's...
0: It's funny. When 2.0 were attacking Kingston... I'm like, why is – it looked weird that they weren't touching Jericho.
1: Okay. I think, I Chase, think Chase
0: went over to him, didn't touch him. And I thought that was weird. But then it led to all of this, and I'm such a fan of
1: 2.0. Yes, you are.
0: So I've been hopefully – no I mean, car. I have to assume we're going to be seeing so much more of them now that they're aligned with Jericho. Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, they the are Jericho now dubbed the Appreciation, Jericho Appreciation Society.
0: Literally, the very first thing I did was Google JAS, and it's as if people don't Google in wrestling. Because the very first hit is that it, in a slang for horny in another language. <laughs> and it's like, how do, you, how do you just Google? The very first thing I did was Google that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So. But I'm looking uh, forward to whatever this is.
1: Yeah, I mean they're, you're gonna see Daniel Garcia a lot more. You're gonna see 2.0. Um, you know, we'll probably get some more uh, going on too next week. Hager
0: but, is floating around where it's like he's. I,
1: I don't need him in this group. And but he's the muscle. You know, he's just the guy that sits in the back and you know, yeah, helps out. So it, it's more of the shine to Garcia and 2.0 here. But uh, we talked about him being a fighting champion. He was a fighting champion because Hangman Adam Fa- Page successfully defended. His AEW Championship on Monday, on Wednesday too, against Dante Martin in a hell of a match. I didn't
0: understand why this was taking place because we just saw Darius return, so I thought we were going to see more Darius and Dante together. Yeah, for sure. But I was definitely pumped to see this match, and I, I was, I was expecting more from it. I feel like it was too short. Yeah, but
1: and this—it was just—it's a, a way to get the the young talent shine here especially Darius uh, Dante Martin who you know we've been very we spoke very highly of over the past year
0: but this to me like it adds to my feelings about his title reign being weak why because it didn't it wasn't like
1: it wasn't like a, he's defending it against a hot talent who's you know everybody's been talking about
0: over the past year it just wasn't a match that i would have expected for it you to were, be but a, like a title but you match. saw
1: it and you're like okay cool
0: it just it, wasn't what it what I thought it was going to be. Okay. But Adam Page put him over afterwards, and Adam Cole came out to talk trash. And Adam Cole brought up next week saying that he's challenging him to a six-man tag match. Uh, he's... Teaming with the Young Bucks, maybe?
1: Well, no. He said it later in the night that he's going to be teaming with Red Dragon. but so Because the, the Young Bucks were like, yep, we're done with Adam Page. We're not doing it. But Sorry. Adam Page... Yeah, no, uh, no. It's gonna be Adam Cole. No, no. At- Will Adam Page team with the Young Bucks?
0: I don't know. That would like be it int- seemed like Dark Order would be like the absolute go to team. But he's
1: yeah, but he's done. That and he so many went times. to
0: Dark Order, and Dark Order's like, hey, hey, we'll we'll do it, we'll do it, and he's like, oh, sorry, guys, I do not even think you guys. already already uh, accepted Jurassic Express. And then later on, the Young Bucks turned down Adam Cole, and Adam Cole's like, I wasn't picking you guys. I was picking Red Dragon. And I thought that because Dark Order would go with Adam Cole, now maybe it seems like because he went with Jurassic Express, we see the Bucks take out Jurassic Express and go with Adam Page. Yeah, Adam Page rocking Young Bucks gear at the Revolution pay-per-view.
1: I don't think that was Young Bucks gear. That was something else.
0: Was it because uh, I think they they said it was?
1: Well, they were saying that, but uh, no. Seeing on Twitter, Hangman's pages political stance on certain aspects, and I certain saw people thi-
0: say that as well. But then, I mean, they, I just thought because they said it was Young Buck that it wasn't what everyone else was saying.
1: I think it was that, and that's why I like him even hmm. more. So good for him. Yeah, absolutely good for him. <laughs> Call it out, Glenn Jacobs. Awesome so good. Anyway, all right, we're not a political podcast here. Let's talk about the next match. You had the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley with William Regal in their corner picking up the victory over the workhorsemen of J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Um, I want to say this is a squash match, but, you know, Han- Henry got yeah. some stuff in, I J.D. Drake got some stuff in, but... It also- was an
0: obvious outcome. I'm fine with that. We got to see them be a first-time team.
1: Yes, and we got a very lengthy promo from William Regal who then had to apologize. Dude,
0: but- I... That was literally for me. William Regal was the best part of Dynamite, <laughs> Mark. It was the best part, dude. I thought it was great. He got emotional. He put Tony
1: over. Put Tony over. He puts Bryan Danielson over. He puts John Moxley over. I like this
0: whole segment. I thought it was really funny that it's like <laughs> somebody compared William Regal talking about Daniel Bryan to Vince McMahon talking about Triple H, and then William Regal talking about John Moxley to Vince McMahon wishing uh shane mcmahon a happy birthday because it's like oh happy birthday shane and then for triple h it's like my my great son-in-law this and that for john moxley here it was just like yeah we'll get to you and then he never got to him i thought it was funny
1: yep you're either gonna get stepped up you have to step up or get stepped on so we'll see where that goes in the future um tony khan announced it during dynamite that because the world title match didn't go the distance, he added a match in Pac picking up the victory over Wheel- Wheeler Yuta. Um, you know, especially coming off a loss at, at the buy-in. It's good to have Pac here. I thought this was an outstanding wrestling match.
0: What doesn't make sense to me here is that the reason why William Regal apologizes because he apparently went way over his time. So if other matches had to be cut short, why would this even take place?
1: What, this match? Yeah. Because he announced it on Twitter. So he wants to, you know... You'd have the the. But he, just, he
0: only announced it because it was, because the other match went too short. Yeah, well,
1: this was a pretty quick
0: match, so maybe it's like, all right, that's yeah. why like it, it felt like the whole thing took place during a commercial break. I didn't understand this at all.
1: So but hey, are you complaining that it was that you didn't get to see this match? I thought it was great. A young guy like Real Yuta getting in in the ring with a professional like Pac.
0: <laughs> but it, again, it Dan, like the in whole every thing side? took place Perfect. during the commercial? Okay. After that, we saw FTR backstage, where Dax went to challenge Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Tully Blanchard cut him off and told them that they need to listen to him. And then Dax puts his hand on Tully, and Dash ends up firing him. Internet's Bre- like Brett's coming in.
1: I, 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 they've been put. He's been putting Brett over to the tilt. On uh, Dax has been putting him over to the tilt tw- on Twitter, so maybe he's coming in. Especially with, with the Owen Hart Memorial coming.
0: I, it 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 would definitely be interesting. I know it would be weird because Brett right now is like super WWE,
1: and he's also super into making Canadian rum. Also, really? Yeah, he's got like a Canadian rum uh,
0: company that he's been hyping up. <laughs> but it's not the first time we've we've seen Brett in AW. So yeah, it wouldn't completely shock me. I would much rather see Jim Cornette.
1: I would not like to see Jim Cornette. At all, anywhere, but also too Jim gets on AEW all the time. So why would they bring him in? Why not? Because Tony <laughs>
0: Khan himself loves Jim Cornette. I know, but
1: you're gonna have, like you're gonna have Jim Cornette share a, a, a locker room with Joey Janela and Orange Joey Cassidy. Joey Janela
0: might not even be there. Who knows? Oh,
1: and Orange Cassidy, who he despises, and uh, doesn't, he doesn't matter. Doesn't that's, like the young boss. That's box. the wrestling
0: business. That's literally the wrestling business. I know,
1: but still, I don't think he's coming in um but next up you have an emergency board meeting of the a h f o which essentially andrade private party kick out Matt hardy beat deliver every living snot out of him um you have darby and sting try to come out to help him out too um and then a very familiar music plays and it's Jeff, it's the Hardy Boys music. Jeff Hardy comes out, has to get his uh, finger points in, then runs to the ring and beats everybody up. Jeff Hardy is all elite. Jeff, Brandon, you are a huge Jeff Hardy mark. One of your favorite wrestlers. How do you feel about this? How the do you segment feel about the-
0: itself I didn't like. <laughs> I, I, dude, <laughs> we just got this segment at the beginning of the show.
1: What? No, you didn't. You didn't get Andrade at the beginning of
0: the no, show. No, no, no. It literally, the same exact setup happened, almost the same exact setup. Yeah, but setup. it's
1: a completely... Di- Jeff Hardy... Like, it doesn't... No, the, no. The, the,
0: it's Wow, you the cannot same like anything that AEW does. Your favorite
1: twice. wrestler of all time came at AEW, and you're pooping all over the segment. He got. It he got the same He got the, the same, same pop night. that... The Hardy's got it's it's no longer the Road Warrior pop. Do it's not the, say
0: he got the same pop from WrestleMania 33. There's, well, there's, no. yeah, the
1: 33 thousand people compared to <laughs> 10 thousand people, it's different. But like the reaction that he got, it's not it's it's no longer the Road Warrior pop. It's the Hardy pop, because people went nuts for that, and also the fact that they used the same music for somehow. I
0: think that's really funny, and I, it's funny because uh, Sean Ross Sapp reported that with that with getting the license for that Tony Khan also gains the license to another WWE theme song. I don't know what it is right now, but I can only assume that it was Bob Holly's theme song given how often we hear that in commercials and stuff also. Oh my. <laughs> I think that's I really do think that was the theme song that he also got by getting the license for the the Hardy's theme song. Oh too. my. <laughs> Bob Holly's coming. I'm looking forward to seeing the Hardy boys here. I'm a like you said, I'm a big Hardy boys fan, so
1: I'm definitely looking forward. I Always want to see the Hardy Boys. The stare down between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. Darby Allen has gotten a lot of sip, has been re- called like this generation's Jeff Hardy. So you get a, you get to see that match up at some time. You'll see Jeff Hardy in the ring with Sting again. After- I think
0: all. I mean, we did see that. That was weird to see. Thankfully, a, a lot's different now. A lot
1: is different now.
0: But I think all signs for that segment pointed to Jeff Hardy.
1: Yeah, I know. A lot of people are like, nope, Jeff Hardy's ninetieth day is tomorrow. He can't he can't come in tonight. And then he did and everywhere on the internet exploded.
0: Yeah. And um
1: I'm an edgy Christian guy myself, but it was really cool for them to get that that pop. Like that. For him to come in, especially with that music too. I was working and Dave's like, You care for AEW spoilers? I just looked on Twitter. That's i <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there trying to direct three cameras. I'm like, You wanna see them I'm like, I look I'm like I just write Jeff Hardy. It's like, Yeah, they use the same music. I'm like, perfect, good. <laughs> so, Yeah, a nice little backstage segment here. Tony, Tony Schiavone was just everywhere and anywhere. Um, it was
0: funny when, because normally everybody takes the microphone from Tony Schiavone. Yeah. William Regal at first did not, and then he's like, now it's time to get serious. And he grabbed the microphone. I thought that was funny.
1: So you have to, uh, uh, we didn't even talk about it. Swerve Strickland is now all elite. He was announced at AEW Revolution. Um, and he's talking about, uh, you know, him being in AEW. He gets cut off by Tony Nese. And uh, they set up the match for Rampage: uh, Swerve Strickland versus Tony Neese. Friday on at Rampage. Athlete,
0: yeah, a big two hundred five live. Well, they mentioned match. that they said yeah. no,
1: we used to do that on Friday nights. Yeah,
0: yeah now we'll I'm do it here. Pumped to see this match.
1: You are. Does it take away the fact that it's on a taped Rampage?
0: Um, for Swerve Scott or Shick Strickland, I don't think they. I I do hate that. I always will hate that. But I cannot you're still stand to see having somebody. That's why, dude, when they – on uh, on Wednesday night, people were like, well, the Hardy Boys came out during Rampage. Full gimmick. Full gear.
1: I don't – see? I, I don't, don't think I that's going to make the, the but, but TV. That's, but that's people on Twitter looking for – for. if you didn't tell me that, I wouldn't have known that.
0: Well, I'm on Thanks
1: social bro- media. Th- I'm a Thank social for, I'm on social media too. <laughs> I'm on social media too, but unfortunately I, I – uh, don't seek out spoilers. I, I don't
0: put, seek out spoilers. They're everywhere. What do you mean? You go on the marketing out accounts. Just there.
1: Well, I have it muted because of your AEW bashing. So
0: it's not. I never ever bash AEW unless they deserve it.
1: Yeah, which is every single day.
0: No, that's inaccurate. Wait, the referees I, need I, to be I, better. I wake referees. Up and
1: I just choose violence with the internet wrestling community. Let me. What could I bash on AEW today? Anyway. No, that's inaccurate. <laughs> You're inaccurate. Uh, Anyway, let's go to the next Tony Schiavone in the ring. Now, he goes from a backstage segment into the ring interviewing Wardlow. Wardlow. It's like The
0: Sims. They just drop him.
1: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Could that be the the picture of the week? Just put like The Sims and just put Tony Schiavone being dropped somewhere?
0: I feel like like the picture of the week should be something with Willie Regal. No, you know it's going to be Dolph Ziggler winning. It's definitely, definitely not. Um, I'm gonna go out of my way to make it William Regal, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley related.
1: And then you're gonna put Dolph Ziggler in there somewhere. No. Wow. Whoa. The times they are. But the times are changing. Ziggler was on the the list two weeks ago. Yeah. But anyway, Wardlow comes out, cuts a hell of a promo. Talks about you know Max changed his life. He grew up very poor, um, and now he's free. He's under contract, but he's not under contract. And now <laughs> AEW is gonna be Wardlow's world. I you was all about pinnacle. this.
0: What I completely forgot about the pinnacle. I think everybody forgot about the pinnacle. It's like the inner circle when they got mentioned. Who?
1: Yeah, but I thought this this promo was great. I'm all. I'm a big Warlow Mark. I'm like I'm pumped about this. I'm pumped to just see this guy like get shot to the roof in AEW.
0: So there's two scenarios with that face of the the Revolution ladder match where next week he's apparently supposed to face now. Not to s- jump ahead, but no, I'll go ahead. He's supposed to. Face the TNT champion. Yes,
1: good. Nice way to save yourself there, Brandon. However, uh, that uh-oh. title shot, in my opinion, is not Wardlow's. That's what that's, that that's he said. He's But MJF did. He is on record saying that he can have the title shot.
0: Well, since MJF controls it, uh, I think regardless of whether or not that's Wardlow one. has the match, MJF's getting involved.
1: MJF's getting involved, but I don't see him. Winning the TNT. Uh, if MJF is either going to screw Wardlow, or he's going to take the match and Wardlow's going to screw him. Right. It's going to go one of two ways. Absolutely. Because I don't see the champion losing it right now. If they do, that would be awful. Uh, but the champs, back in, we're talking about champions, back in action, Jurassic Express picks up the victory over the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Um, the Max Caster rap uh, was good. I mean, it wasn't his best one, but, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but he, tr- he
0: tried to cheat Christian stopped it.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. He tried to cheat and, uh, for Jurassic me, express picks up the victory. The Doomsday device. This, uh, their reign. It's going, it's going, it's going well. They're, uh, they're, again, we're having a lot of defending <laughs> champions.
0: Yeah. I don't any? know. For me, that's a lackluster reign for me. For what? For their tag re- title reign.
1: Why? They, they had an outstanding match on revolution they had an outstanding match here, and they've just. It, said it last week. Whenever you put Luchasaurus in the ring with somebody, to go, he shines. He shined here too. Um, so, who, who could is,
0: you see f- eventually taking the titles? The Hardy Boys. <laughs> oh well,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Bam. <laughs> Let's go on to a uh, number one contender. To
0: Jade Cargill.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Who's next? It's an a-
0: hour and a half into the show, and we get finally jade cargo
1: i know she, she should open up every single show
0: not even that dude the tbs championship how often is it on tbs well uh, she's
1: she's promoted every single week so that anyway she's gonna see who's up uh, next and who wants to kiss to death i know jordan grace uh, went on twitter was like hey what's up i want to kiss death you know? yeah but she didn't say she wanted a wrestling match though so. <laughs> yeah but we'll say uh, but speaking of women's wrestling, you have a world champions, uh, women's world champion eliminator match where Thunder Rosa picks up the victory over legit Layla Hirsch. Uh, after the match, it was announced that Thunder Rosa will face Britt Baker next week in San Antonio, in San Antonio a year after their epic St. Patrick's Day slam match in a steel cage. Great story here. You know, uh, J.B. Hader... And Reba Rebel, whatever you want to call her, kind of screwed over her at Revolution. Now they can't get involved. It's inside a steel cage. Cool, I like it. This match I, itself, I like Layla trying to get go for the, the the turnbuckle hook again.
0: Yeah, Red Velvet got involved, and then Red Velvet gets involved as well. But I didn't understand why was the number one contender needing to face somebody to become number one
1: contender again? Because I, you know, who who's the Booker man here? Tony Khan. He probably saw that Thunder Rosa got screwed, so hey, listen, Wait, you got you're screwed. talking
0: kayfabe now.
1: <laughs> yeah, talking kids fizzle here. Um, you know, you got screwed, so might as well give you another shot. And if you could beat the number one contender, you could get another shot. So. It
0: seems like next week in San Antonio, there's going to be a new women's champion. No? We
1: all know how AEW loves to put people over in their hometowns. So, that is Thunder Rose's hometown. It's going to be cool, and we're probably going to get a new world women's champion. But, next up, your main event, we have a new TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, defeating Sammy Guevara. The story really was, like, after that 6:30 cents time to a table, he really could come back from it. Yeah, I know you had the outside involvement with uh, Paige Van Zandt. Ty Conti tries to get involved. Sammy couldn't pay attention, but I'm glad that Scorpio Sky got the win here. He deserves it dan lambert and ethan page too dan lambert ethan page i like that little like group uh scorpio
0: sky has not lost a singles match since march 2021
1: yes and he is the first man to hold the aew world tag team championships and the tnt championships so good for him a guy that like he was so prevalent in the early 2000s on like the pwgs and the indies and then he went away for a little bit and now he's back and he's awesome he's still great
0: when AEW started, I feel like we all thought that he was going to be the guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it just didn't happen. Slow build, brother. Well, I mean, he had that nice run. He had a nice run with Kaz for the uh, tag team titles. Yeah, so. but
0: like, I mean, it, this match—I um, think that table spot. Did you find this match to be underwhelming?
1: Well, as I said, as I said, the table spot kind of sucked the life out of the match. Because they really played hard. That oh, Sammy's really hurt. You know, here's Ty Conti, his shoot girlfriend to, you know, help him out.
0: I just really hope we don't see a new champion next
1: week. But you're no, you're not going to see a new a new TNT champion. Yeah, no, absolutely not. That's not happening. They're they're going to give him a lengthy run. The next week is going to be more about, in my opinion, is going to be more about the Wardlow MJF feud. than it's going to be about the. TNT Championship, unfortunately, but Scorpio Sky's in an amazing role right here. You know, Paige Van Zant just signed to All Elite Wrestling, so she, you know they're going to focus on her being a, a mixed martial artist to uh, oh, yeah, wrestling her,
0: star. They announced her first match is Ty Conti.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think it's on Rampage this week. Hi, it
0: Rampage? can't be. No, no Rampage. way. This week is it? I don't know. I don't think so.
1: Okay. I don't. I don't know either. I wasn't really. Sometimes I just don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> it ha—it's a thing. It happens. Um, but yeah, solid, solid week, week and a half, you could say, for all Elite wrestling. A eh, week. New, new, new faces, uh, new storylines. You know, and they said like Revolution's kind of got to be a pivot in storylines going here. So, uh, one person we didn't see was Kenny Omega. So he's still injured, and uh, and that's that.
0: I think a lot of people were expecting him to come back at Revolution.
1: Come back afterwards, and that'll be his new thing. But I think yeah. they're continuing with the Adam Cole, Adam Page storyline, which I'm fine with.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and, yeah.
0: But uh, I figured before we move on to WWE, um, well, Monday Night Raw at least, WWE Hall of Fame, I figured I'd get your thoughts. I I think you're a big Vader guy, no? No. What? I thought you were a huge Vader fan. No. What? No, <laughs> man. I don't you, know. I thought you were. We've a huge done the show for fan. eleven
1: years, and you don't know
0: Jack. I thought for sure you were a huge Vader fan. I thought he was announced as the uh, the next inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame, which yeah. I think is so well
1: deserved. Yeah, I saw that. It's cool. I I got that Vader shirt. as like the mystery pack in uh, a Pro Wrestling out order I made. Oh, yeah, that was the only thing. But well, yeah, congratulations, no, I mean,
0: Vader. I wish he was here to be inducted and see this. But
1: so, what is a uh, Boy Meets World going to induct him? No. Who do you think's
0: in I have to assume Mick Foley or Stan Hansen. I would assume Mick Foley.
1: Okay, probably.
0: It's crazy. Vader's part of the uh, the DLC for ww 2K22. Have you played it yet? I've heard. I've, I've, I've been heard, hearing played, great things.
1: It's making me really itchy to buy a PS5.
0: Dude, I these controls are too goofy. Okay. Because it's like I, I don't like. Everybody complained when they first found out about the um, uh, what are they called? The combos. Okay. I don't mind those. You don't have to use them. But the actual controls, it takes more buttons to do moves that were easier to do in the the previous games. So I don't know how they say, like, the gameplay is easier. For me, I'm finding it a lot more difficult, especially with arthritis, having to use way more fingers than normal. So that sucks. But the DLC, I think, is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people like posting about like the creative characters and whatnot. So
0: Yeah, and that now is cross generation and cross platform. So that's dope. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Somebody already found out how to uh I guess through the PC, you get the the NPC characters up and running.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Very, very cool. Oh man, I'm looking at uh I'm looking online. I so I, just, I finished Peacemaker last week? Yeah. And then making what? great show outstanding but they made a bunch of funko pops for them. there's a flocked eagerly holding an american flag oh my god
0: i saw peacemaker is in uh ww2k22 really on <laughs> am the creative uh, uh, superstar true. yeah
1: oh, it's a flocked eagerly that's great awesome um yeah so that's that i mean impact had a big pay-per-view last weekend too we can kind of like touch on that if you want to they had uh what was it no surrender no sacrifice
0: I'm not even sure.
1: Sacrifice 2020. Yeah, I know that we have new tag team champions. Violent by design defeat the Good Brothers uh, for the World Tag Team Championships, which is cool, even though they just joined the Bull Club and they should be hyping them up. Um, unfortunately, Chelsea Green injured her wrist in, uh, in her yeah, match against Thea Brazo, so we uh, wish her uh, a very speedy recovery. Uh, and Josh Alexander came back. So- that,
0: I saw, is awesome. I'm so happy that Josh Alexander is back with Impact Wrestling and uh, hopefully, I, I think mean, it's it, going to be. He's uh, probably going to be the next champion.
1: Yep, they're next. He'll team. take it from Moose. Yeah, a- a- April. Uh, April pay per view. Just as Moose took it from him. Absolutely. I was not ready for that. I, I'm glad that he's got a, uh, a match though against the world yeah. championship. He's
0: better. I, I, although a lot of people complained, but Why? whatever.
1: Uh, hey, this company sucks.
0: I, the it's so bizarre the the hate from AEW fans. To impact wrestling is beyond bizarre on twitter
1: it's almost like the hate from wwe fans to AW fans
0: everybody just hates everybody man come on dude it makes no sense it really truly makes no sense and then there's like there's like the group of people from the nwa like or from not nwa the fans that hate on the nwa that like hated trevor murdoch as champion it's like brother
1: well, you know come who's on. the worst fan bases? GCW fans because they think they're so cool throwing garbage into the ring, and buckets of ice and beers and stuff like that. The worst. But anyway, so we're gonna take a little break here, and then Brandon's gonna come back and talk about uh, the world of sports entertainment. But we're gonna have a quick word from our friends with Manscaped, and we'll be back here on marking out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you sh- you know, shaved up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no—it's it, no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave because we all know that Brandon's going to need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my more 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone, all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner
0: to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four
1: for this read.
0: Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 579. Head over to manscaped.com, use that code regardless, get yourself 20% off and free shipping. I'm going to cover some WWE talk, I know it's been quite some time, uh, week-wise, it was last week, no WWE. This week, we're going to kick it off with Monday Night Raw, and talk about how RK Bro picked up the victory over the Alpha Academy, and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. I think... It's very unfortunate that Alpha Academy lost, but this was a fantastic match. It was about 40 minutes, perhaps, or of, of the whole open of Monday Night Raw. And we saw Randy Orton hit an RKO on Chad Gable when Gable went for a moonsault. Spot of the week, perhaps? In WWE, at least. Um, And I thought it was really cool. Afterwards, Randy Orton called Riddle his his friend and they celebrated being tag team champions Kevin Owens was distraught Seth Rollins was distraught and both of them refused to answer any interviews but Kevin Owens finally did speak even later on and said he had an idea that will change his Wrestlemania future and that he'll share it later Street Profits also claim that they should be number one contenders because they've already beaten RK-Bro So I feel like maybe we'll see some sort of triple threat tag team match or a fatal four-way tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. After that, Dana Brooke picked up the victory over Tamina to retain the 24-7 championship. Akira Tozawa professed his love for Tamina afterwards, and then she eventually blew him a kiss. I know a lot of people are like, this stuff sucks sometimes it's hit or miss, but overall I enjoy it. After that, we saw not miss TV with Logan Paul. And then Jerry Lawler was randomly out for this where it's like all of a sudden he's from Cleveland and not Memphis. I guess it's, it's been a thing for a long time that Jerry Lawler always claims Cleveland as well. But I mean, this segment, <laughs> what the hell was the segment? Jerry Lawler suggested WrestleMania to, to be in Cleveland. And then Miz was like, famous people like me leave Cleveland. And then left. I thought this was a very dumb segment. I like Miz. I like Lawler. Very dumb segment. After that, we saw Champa and Braun Breaker. They put over Roadblock. And then their match on Monday Night Raw, which they picked up the victory over the Dirty Dogs. And I thought this was a good match. Crowd, not so hot into it, but uh, Braun Breaker, very impressive. I thought it was cool to see NXT be featured here like that. And Dolph Ziggler said afterwards that he's walking out of roadblock as NXT champion. After that, Omos was asked about WrestleMania and how he debuted last year at WrestleMania. Or had his debut match, I should say. And then he said that he's going to be there no matter what. And then he went on to defeat Apollo Cruz, which I think was obvious that he was winning this. But he went face to face with Commander Aziz afterwards. So I'm assuming maybe we'll see that at WrestleMania. We got an edge recap. Last week's Monday Night Raw, he told AJ Styles that he wants the Bulldog AJ. And then beat the absolute hell out of him, which was I thought was awesome. Some people were like, anxiously heel, how dare they? Blah, blah, blah. I thought it was fantastic. They claimed AJ Styles suffered a uh, severe neck contusion from the the concerto shots. That's I guess neck bruising. Uh, but then Edge came out in blue spotlight and Metalingus played and then stopped. He wore a black suit, kind of reminiscent of uh, two thousand. Was it two thousand fourteen? Batista. Where he didn't have a... a, a, He just had the spotlight, no theme song. But uh, Edge's opening line here popped me. He said, you think you know me? I thought that was a nice touch. But... I mean... I was going to say that I feel like... This brought me back to the setup of the Boneyard match between AJ Styles and Undertaker. But like... This... Obviously was still kept in kayfabe, like he's not referring referring to him as Alan or himself as Adam, I guess. Unlike when they did the Boneyard when it was Mark. Mark this, Mark that. Michelle this, Michelle that. So that's what it kind of brought me back to. I'm a big fan of this stuff. After that, we saw Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley pick up the victory over Zelina Vega and Carmella to get added to the Women's Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania. Carmella ended up leaving Zelina by herself so she could flirt with Corey Graves, and that cost them the match. Um, Nikki Bella was on the bump this week. I thought for sure it was going to be setting up the Bella Twins to be in that match as well. We have Team Bad... We have Carmella and Zelina Vega, the champions. We have Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan now. I could definitely see a fourth team be added to that match, and I could definitely see it being the Bella Twins. Whether or not that happens, I have no idea. We have a few uh, few weeks left. After that, Finn Balor picked up the victory over Austin Theory via disqualification. So much happened last week. Finn Balor won the U.S. Championship, like Chris said. Austin Theory, now confirmed to be facing Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. This match, I thought it was a fine match. Maybe a little bit long, but Damian Priest showed up out of nowhere. Choke slam Finn Balor off the top rope, and then hit him with the razor's edge. Then we saw Austin Theory pick up Finn Balor. Hit the ATL, some selfies. And that ends that segment. Bianca Belair was interviewed basically just warning people not to touch her hair. They showed clips of last week from that hair whip with Becky Lynch, which was absolutely nuts. That sound was nuts. And I mean, I saw the the marks on Becky Lynch was crazy. But Monday Night Raw ends with Kevin Owens coming out, speaking about what he can do to get on WrestleMania, what his way to WrestleMania could be. And he mentioned the Kevin Owens show... With potential guests like JBL, Booker T, and Shawn Michaels. And then basically trashed them. And then he teased Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then furthermore called him out. Stone Cold Steve Austin accepted. He used the word match. I know it's a KO segment. But uh, who knows if we'll get a match between them. Maybe it sets up night one as the KO show. Night two is a match. Or maybe it's just the KO show, and I'm fine with that. NXT Roadblock took place this week. I popped that they brought this back for NXT. I believe it started out as a live event. And uh, I think we got both of them on the network. I just thought it was funny that NXT was using it. But Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu picked up the victory over Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade to advance in the Dusty Classic. Toxic Attraction however attacked Raquel during this match and her knee ended up going out which led to the end of that match so Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu didn't really get the victory um I guess the way that they they could have for this tournament but I guess Raquel Gonzalez will maybe see her facing Mandy Rose or we'll see them facing off against Toxic Attraction I guess is more realistic For the tag team titles that stand and deliver. After that we saw the Creed brothers were attacked. And Imperium was asked about it. And they said that they would never do that. MSK cut them off and said that. If the Creeds can't go. They're going to take their spot. And that was booked for later on. We saw Fallon Henley pick up the victory over Tiffany Stratton. Because Saray who was lurking backstage. Came out and attacked Tiffany Stratton. Behind the referee's back and cost her the match. Before Saray attacked her, I thought she was quite impressive, Tiffany Stratton. And I mean Fallon Henley too. Briggs and Jensen end up celebrating with her afterwards, and they also accused Legato Del Fantasma of attacking the Creeds, given their history with the the lots at NXT. And then they went and turned it about, turned it around, and blamed. Briggs and Jensen. So we don't know who attacked the creeds. After that, we got a Carmelo Hayes and trick Williams barbershop segment, which was just to talk about the stand and deliver match, which will be a ladder match. And we'll find out who will be in the match next week. I know Pete Dunn will be facing off somebody. I completely forgot who he's facing for a spot, but I don't like those barbershop segments. I guess I just like, it's all over the place. The camera cuts are weird. It's not for me. After that, though, lashing out, uh, Nikita Lyons was the guest and Lash insulted Nikita Lyons' parents and then her body? And then they screamed at each other and that was it? Is that, is that a segment that they should be doing? I didn't like this segment either. After that, Grayson Waller picked up the victory over L.A. Knight in a last-man-standing match. L.A. Knight, he uh, pushed Grayson Waller off the top of the bleachers. And in order to get to the 10-count, we saw Sanga pick him up. And then L.A. Knight attacked Sanga, And Sanga got the upper hand for a bit. But L.A. Knight turned that around, handcuffed him to the ring post. Put a trash can over Grayson Waller and beat it with a chair. And then he attacked Sanga with the chair. Grayson Waller, though, eventually turned the tables. Elbow dropped him through a table. And helped himself up by grabbing onto Sanga, And I thought it was a great end of the match. Match after that, we saw Io Shirai and Kayle Ray pick up the victory over Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Carter to advance in the Dusty Classic I think this was a very obvious outcome. I liked that the, the toxic lounge saw Idris Anofi and Malik blade take out the servants so that they could be closer to Mandy Rose, but Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro, I thought were great in this match. I liked that poison Rana that Casey pulled off and overall, I enjoyed this. And, and even though it was an, an obvious outcome, I don't think that's a bad thing. The match was still fun. Backstage, or not backstage, up in the Toxic Lounge, we saw Cora Jade attack Mandy Rose after that. And we saw backstage another segment, Indy Hartwell was watching her Dusty Classic loss. And Persia Parada and Duke Hudson walked in where Indy was pissed off that they were together and that they lost. Maybe down the line, we'll see a mixed tag match between her and Dexter Loomis and Persia Parada and Duke Hudson. But for now, they're doing a singles match for next week. And I feel like uh, maybe that's being a bit rushed. They're still friends. Is that going to be like a friendly competition or what? After that, MSK versus Imperium ended in a no contest. I thought it was going pretty good. But the Creeds returned and took them out. They stopped it. I don't mind that they were the ones that stopped the match because it was supposed to be their title shot. Maybe the grizzled young veterans took the Creeds out, feeling that they should have won the Dusty Classic. And maybe down the line, they could end up being the next NXT, NXT Tag Team Champions. That's a Mark dream. We saw Draco Anthony with uh, Joe Gacy and Harland. Gacy asked him about his offer. And then Zion Quinn showed up to say that Draco is his own man. So I guess Zion Quinn's a face again. Was he ever a heel? <laughs> I don't know. But then they showed a video package for a kid coming to NXT 2.0 next week. He'll be facing Kushida. I think it's awesome that A-Kid is going to be on NXT. I think he's very talented. And if you're unfamiliar with him, you're going to be in for a treat. I think I say it every week. NXT UK is is fantastic, and they continue to put out fantastic matches. A-Kid has been part of many of those. Main event of NXT roadblock, we saw Dolph Ziggler pick up the victory over Tommaso Ciampa and the now former champion, Braun Breaker, to become the new NXT champion. But prior to the match, I popped that Dolph Ziggler told them to hit his good theme song. I thought that was really funny, but this was a top-tier match. I think, though, the one bad part of this match was when Braun Breaker, I think he might have messed up at one point, perhaps maybe going for a chop block and completely missing, and then Champa ends up hitting the move anyway. Commentary eventually covered for it, and I don't think that's terrible. It was just one minor little thing there. But Robert Roode ended up pulling the referee out of the ring right before Braun Breaker was able to pick up the victory, and he helped out again later on. Leading to Dolph Ziggler winning the match and the title. So Ziggler's going into Mania weekend as of right now as the NXT champion. I think that's awesome. After that, not after that, that was NXT Roadblock. Moving on over to NXT UK, Charlie Dempsey picked up the victory over A-Kid. Which I'm not sure if it's the smartest thing to have A-Kid lose in his maybe last match in NXT UK. Even though I assume that most people who watch NXT don't watch NXT UK to begin with. But I feel like he should have won his last match in the UK. But it was a really good technical match. And we saw Rohan Raja attack A-Kid behind the referee's back, which led to Dempsey being able to tap A-Kid out. And, um, I don't know, commentary, I don't even think they mentioned that he's going to be going to the U.S. But Sid Scala backstage announced that there will be a guest from the United States next week, which Wolfgang interrupted and said that he needs competition to make himself better and take him to the next level and Sid Scala was like well that's perfect because Roderick Strong is going to be there so I think that's pretty cool we're going to see Roderick Strong versus Wolfgang a big fan of Wolfgang big fan of Roddy so uh why he's going to be in the UK I have absolutely no idea but I think that's pretty cool maybe it's going to lead to Worlds Collide or something I have probably not I just I maybe he's on vacation I have no idea (laughs) After that, Symbiosis defeated Danny Jones and Josh Morrell. I think it was an obvious outcome. I thought Symbiosis was going to definitely win this match. But uh, they ended up being attacked by Wild Boar afterwards, making his big return. And I thought with that video package from last week, that we could potentially see him realign with Symbiosis. But they kicked him to the curb. He's hunting them. I'm looking forward to that match. After that, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter were backstage arguing with Mustache Mountain about their title shot. And Mustache Mountain said that they'll give them another shot for the titles. Um, Potentially. They suggested singles competition instead where they could potentially earn a shot again. And Oliver Carter and... Ashton Smith had no other choice but to accept that. Also, Mustache Mountain, they cheated the other week. So, who says they won't cheat again? Main event saw Noam Dar successfully retain the NXT UK Heritage Cup against Joe Coffey. Coffey ends up getting the first point in the second round. Noam Dar ties it in round three. And then finally, in round five, with literally seconds left on the clock, Dar was able to hit the Nova Roller and pick up the victory. And I thought it was a great match. I'm a big fan of this rules these these Heritage Cup rules. I like these matches; they're almost always good, or almost always great. I wish the cup and the match rules were in NXT. Uh, in NXT UK. I wish they were in WWE 2K22. I wish more NXT UK was in WWE 2K22, but great main event again. If you're not uh, familiar with A Kid, watch NXT UK. Go back and watch a few episodes. Moving over to SmackDown, Brock Lesnar opened the show and spoke about what Roman Reigns did to him at Madison Square Garden, and he wants blood. He doesn't care about the titles. He doesn't care about WrestleMania. And he called Roman Reigns out. He was absolutely furious. And Paul Heyman came out and said that Roman Reigns wasn't there. And he's like, if Roman's not there, who's going to protect you? And then Brock Lesnar chased Paul Heyman all the way to the back. Paul Heyman escaped in a car. And then Brock Lesnar apparently left the building. Um, I thought it was a a fine segment. First, uh, we saw a backstage segment beforehand. We saw Ridge Holland and Sheamus... Speaking about them destroying Biggie's ATV last week, and Sheamus said that they basically made it better. And then they introduced somebody else who is just like them, named Butch. Someone that we know, just a new name, Butch. Turns out to be Pete Dunn. <laughs> Looking like he's about to be an Oliver. But Ridge Holland and Sheamus end up picking up the victory over New Day. Big E ended up getting dropped on his his head during the match outside of the ring. So hopefully he's okay. Pete Dunne caused a distraction or Butch caused a distraction. And it led to Sheamus picking up the victory. And then Pete Dunne continued the beatdown afterwards. It's, uh, it's going to be hard to digest Butch as a name for Pete Dunne. But, uh, you know, we'll get used to it, I'm sure. <laughs> Dewdrop, we got used to that. After that, Drew McIntyre was supposed to team up with the Viking Raiders to take on Baron, uh, Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss, a bunch of name changes in that match as well, Jinder Mahal. And uh, the Heels ended up backstage beating up the Viking Raiders. Jinder Mahal and Shanky made their way out to try to take Drew McIntyre out. He got the upper hand, but King Corbin showed up. Happy Corbin showed up and attacked Drew McIntyre. And then McIntyre eventually fought out of it and took Jinder Mahal out. He took Madcap Moss out. He took Shanky out. And uh, Corbin got away. This all leads to WrestleMania. After that, Ronda Rousey came out and brought up how Kurt Angle taught her, mentored her, gave her the ankle lock, basically. And how she would think of no better way to pay tribute to Kurt Angle than making Charlotte Flair tap out at WrestleMania. With that, Flair came out, basically said that Rousey's not going to make her tap out, and basically left. I thought this was a dud segment. I did not like the segment at all. After that, we saw Team Bad pick up the victory over Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Carmella and Zelina Vega got involved. But I I like the uh, the crossbody from Naomi off the steel steps. I thought that was nice. We saw a really nice finish from Sasha Banks, who pulled out some really nice moves during this match. And I spoke about it earlier, how maybe the Bella Twins could be added to the match at WrestleMania. But now maybe we'll see Natalya and Shayna Baszler added instead. And then after that, we saw the Usos come out, and I I feel like they were supposed to be talking about WrestleMania, but they didn't really speak about it. They just spoke about being champions alongside Roman Reigns. And they got cut off by Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, who said that they're going to be the next tag team champions. And then Jimmy said that if Rick Boogs could beat Jay, they'll have that that title shot at WrestleMania. And Rick Boogs had an injured leg, The match goes on, Boogs unwraps his leg to show that it was completely healthy and eventually picks up the victory and then Jimmy attacked Rick Boogs afterwards, but they're going to go to WrestleMania and have a tag team title match against the Usos. Earlier in the night, they showed footage of TMZ with Sami Zayn where Johnny Knoxville, because Sami Zayn got Johnny Knoxville's phone number and kept texting him. He sent an airplane out with Sami Zayn's number on it. (laughs) And uh, he actually cost Sami Zayn the Intercontinental Championship last week. Ricochet new champion. And uh, for this match, Austin Theory came out beforehand and got into it with Pat McAfee. And Pat kicked his ass. And then for some reason, he had to be escorted to the back. I didn't understand that. But Michael Cole called this match the main event on his own. Ricochet picked up the victory over Sami Zayn to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Sami hit a really nice exploder suplex off the top rope. Uh, But Ricochet eventually was able to hit that 630, pick up the victory, and retain the championship. SmackDown ends up going off the air with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair brawling. Backstage, Jamie Noble, Pat Buck, uh, Shane Helms try to break it up. They kept fighting. Charlotte ends up with a submission move on Ronda Rousey on the hood of a car, and I think this maybe made up for the dud of a segment that was what I thought earlier. So, but that's SmackDown. Hey, Chris, got a match of the week? Chris is match of the week. Chris is match of the week.
1: Sure do, and if you heard a little fart at the end of, like, my segment before, I'm playing with, uh, like, kids, like, goo, and it made a little fart noise. Let's see if I can make it again. Nope. Alright, anyway, back to the week. CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. It was awesome just because of the freaking CM Punk's entrance. Uh, I'll talk about it again in a couple of minutes, but Brandon, who are you shouting out? This is Miss Piggy, and you should be listening to moi instead of Brandon's shoutouts.
0: The first shout out goes to Rick Springfield, which I mentioned way earlier. Seeing him in Epcot, uh, it was literally two years, two months, and 21 days since my last concert from that concert, so I'm just glad I got to see another show. It was way too long in between, and it was nice that it was free, because there's no way I was paying to see Rick Springfield ever. No offense to him, (laughs) I thought it was a great show. There's no way I would be paying to see Rick Springfield, so the only other time I saw him was at Epcot, and that was free also, so it was dope. Next shout-out goes to Ghostbusters Afterlife because I finally got to watch the movie. I saw it on my flight home from Florida. Great movie. Yeah, I thought it was a really nice movie and I would not mind seeing a sequel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But Like, where do you go from here now? More ghosts, brother. More ghosts, brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And maybe a Rick Moranis caveat.
1: True. Okay. And then lastly... Here's an
0: anti-shout-out. To 2K, yes, 100%. And literally, dude, it's a very specific reason. And the specific reason is because Paul Heyman has not been updated attire wise since 2013. It's literally been nine years and eight games that Paul Heyman is still in his attire from WrestleMania 29, where he managed CM Punk to face Undertaker. I don't understand it. Like a bunch of the legends have not been updated from the previous year's game, which I understand because it's like, they're focusing on other things, but Paul Heyman has not been updated in nine years. I Here's your CM Punk reference. He's in two K 20.
1: I heard Britt Baker's too. attire is in
0: Britt Baker's attire it is in uh, the,
1: uh, the game. Well, I've not
0: seen that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our...
1: Mark Out Moment of the Week! That
0: is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week! Uh, I might as well stick with 2K for right now with the DLC packs... Because like at first the, the pack itself, the names were leaked and then the Xbox and PlayStation stores put up like a general picture that included Rob Van Dam, Yoko Zuna, Stacey Keebler, LA Knight and Cactus Jack. Okay. And Mr. T. And I thought, dude, I thought given how many like action figures and other aspects of WWE that we've seen Mr. T in recently, uh, his retro's that outstanding. I got it. I, I thought he was going to be a lock to be on this main roster so I think it's pretty cool to see that Mr. T is included I was hoping for Bad Bunny and I have no idea how Bad Bunny didn't make it into the game but there is another celebrity that being Logan Paul somehow (laughs) I think that's weird Machine Gun Kelly we knew was in it so I'm looking forward to all these these DLC packs I think overall they're pretty cool
1: yeah uh see ya punk coming out to afi it was awesome as i said earlier jumped up and down about it it was my match of the week it's it's everything to me this week it was just so awesome
0: i also popped one of the contestants on the mass singer did my sacrifice oh god (laughs) and it's funny because i was looking on uh on twitter on the mass singers twitter account when they posted the clip of the person singing my sacrifice And somebody randomly responded saying, did Jeff Hardy really return using the Hardy Boys theme song? I thought that was (laughs) the most random thing ever. I thought that was really funny.
1: Oh, that's good. And Uh, then
0: also, I got my – I mean you also got them last week way before I did. finally got my Major Bro figures.
1: They're they're outstanding.
0: I have not seen them yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're not taking yours out of the box. Yeah, mine mine are mint in box, in sleeve. In championship, in bag, in box? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'd love to get them signed, but I don't know, uh, I don't Matt, know what the, the they're deal both co- is with.
1: they're coming out uh, at the end of the month, on the 27th. Where? Pastel
0: Toys. I don't know what the deal is with mint on card and box and everything.
1: Yeah, I, I know a lot of people are getting it signed. They're getting the, the, like, the bubble that yeah. shows that they're signed. I don't know if anybody got the box signed. But yeah, I don't and Sal's having the same thing because do I open this one? Would not keep, take it out of the plastic. I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Like I, the the figures look awesome. I would love to see them in person, <laughs> but I feel so weird right now, like opening them.
1: I understand. It's it, it, it's weird, but I think the way to properly present them is take the sleeve off and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. But, yeah. Then what do you do with the sleeve? What did you do with it?
1: Well, I have. I got two of them. So I have one that's in my figure oh. display next to my custom Fallen Angel action figure. Um, and then I have the other one that's still in the box upstairs in my, in my uh, bin with all my other stuff that I don't display. So
0: You would buy a PlayStation 5 just for 2K22?
1: My son, like, he, the other day he came home with his friend's house. He's like, I want a PS4. I'm like... PS4? Yeah, because Lego Dimensions is on there, and he, like, was marking that over it. Is uh,
0: Dimensions on PS5 also?
1: I, I don't think so. There's not a lot... Of, so far on PS5. So, I was like, I'm like, listen, I'm like, if you want a PS4, you know, your birthday's in August. If we can get them to PS5, if they're still ava- more available in August, we'll think about it. But
0: I feel like, is that has that not changed? Is it still, like,
1: not available? I just looked on Best Buy. They're sold out. So, uh, damn. Wow. Sh- shipping uh woes.
0: PlayStation 5, um says pick up in store. For where? Everywhere out of stock. What are you doing? Why do you say pick up in store if it's out of stock?
1: Yeah. There's that.
0: It literally says pick up tomorrow
1: out of stock. Then I can't pick it up tomorrow, brother. Yeah, you can't, brother. Come on. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks fun, but I know, like, I have the Switch. I'm, I'm content with the Switch. Fortnite's fun. That's really all I play. So you
0: play Fortnite?
1: I do play Fortnite. Me and my did son play. Get, did you get The Rock? Yeah. He's the foundation he's like one of the, like the main characters he like unmasked himself and he's like the rock i was like oh snap he's in everything
0: funny. he's featured in a taylor swift music video was it two years already last year maybe i don't remember i don't remember the
1: past few years have kind of been a blur the rock was the voice of taylor swift's man character oh really yeah he's great yeah he's got two movies coming out this summer too that he's uh, hyping up and he's like did see... they get did they get pushed back yeah, well, no, the, the original date for Black Adam is supposed to be the twenty seventh of July, but that's now going to be DC Super Pets, and now Black Adam's coming out right before Halloween.
0: And Young Rock returns next week.
1: Yeah, there we go. The spring, uh, the spring push for shows. So, mm-hmm. so yep, that's uh, marking out episode four hundred seventy nine next week. More AEW talk. Five seventy nine. Five, whatever. Five seven. We've done too many of these. <laughs> it's Time to put a nail in it. No, I'm kidding. Um, what would you do with yourself if there was no more marking out, Brandon? I would still do marking out. Listen to it myself. <laughs> oh my god! And on that note, we want you to listen to this. So, <laughs> Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter dot com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out eleven. Email us marking out one at gmail dot com. Merchandise pro wrestling dot com slash marking out. Go to our Twit TikTok, Talk TikTok TikTok at marking out. Um, subscribe. I didn't say it in the beginning. On all of your major podcasting applications, leave five stars. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, until next week, you can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog, Brandon, BTTG161, and Dave on Twitter at David DPT. I'm getting it right now, see? PTDPT. I thought it was – no, It's David D. No, PT is the T- physical therapy. PT – BT – BT – BTTG? PT David BTTG161? Yeah. Okay. And until next week, folks, we wish you the – Best of luck in In your your future future endeavors. Have a fantastic
0: week.